This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and the TSO's director of education, Rachel Zeithamel. Also joining us this morning is a special guest, Shreyas Banerjee. Welcome, Shreyas. Hello. You are in the hot seat right now. Why don't you tell people who you are and what you do? I'm a senior at Maui Valley Country Day School. I play the violin. I'm one of Merwin's students, actually. And I'm also in uh, the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra. I've done that for the last six years now, so it's pretty fun. Yeah. So you're a violinist, longtime student of Merwin. Yes. When, when he actually sent me an email saying you were going to be here, one of the stipulations was that you don't tell stories about him uh, as a teacher. So let's start by telling some stories about Merwin. <laughs> okay. Um, I have stories in reserve, <laughs> just, just letting you know. <laughs> I don't know. There's most of the embarrassing stories are from like years ago. Um, one time he was extremely frustrated at my bowing. So he just grabbed a little red, red ball from his desk and threw it at me. Really? And then yeah. <laughs> it was a stress ball. I was stressed. I thought that's what they were for. Treyas, I have a question. Did it change your bowing? No. <laughs> Not markedly for the better. <laughs> wow, that's extraordinary. Yeah. Well, we have removed all uh, red balls from the room. <laughs> no stress balls here, as far as I the know, unless you brought your own. Yeah. I mean, he brings in Timbits sometimes, so that's we true. have to watch out for that. Which are stress balls of a different kind. Exactly. <laughs> well, Shreyas plays in the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra. There are different tiers to this this orchestra you were talking about before we got on the air. Do you and, and Rachel kind of want to fill us in on how that works? Um, sure. So there are three levels. There's the concert orchestra. Um, and the symphonic orchestra is right above that, and then I'm in the philharmonic orchestra, which is the top one. So, um, what, do you, what do you have to do to get from one level to the next? Do so they make you pass a they're test? They're just seating auditions every year. So. Yeah, so you just play an audition. Yeah, and okay. and the, you have to see how many times people throw stress balls at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the fewer right. that happens, the higher the orchestra you sit. Really? I, I would think that the more stress you create, the higher they would elevate you. It's called adversity <laughs> training, really. Yeah. <laughs> adversity training. Rachel, do you agree with everything we've said I so far? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but now tell us about this concert. This is uh, uh, Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra is playing along with the Toledo Symphony. The name yeah. of the concert is A Hero's Life. That's happening uh, November 16th and 17th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Paris Style. Uh, Ellen Trudell's conducting. Rachel, give us a, a little bit of an idea of how this works. Well, one of Ellen's big ideas was to be very active in the community, and he is very involved with his local youth orchestras. And when he was deciding to come to Toledo, um, he made it very clear that he wanted to be involved with our youth orchestras. And when uh, Merwin and Zach and him were planning the season, um, I he wanted to get in as many members of the community. And one of the members of the community is our own Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestras. Uh, so they will be sitting side by side with the TSO for the part of the concert. So it, it's not like one orchestra and the other orchestra next to it? Are they actually integrated? Yeah, we tried one on top of the other. <laughs> and it hurt a lot. It was very painful. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, in the years we've done this in the past, at least, we were stand members. So um, I'm fifth chair of the first violin, so I'd be with the fifth chair of the first violins in the Tudor Symphony. Yeah. So. 
So but I, but I, your first violin, yes, Merwin is second violin. It is so true. you guys are not. They've keeping they've kept you separated for this. Because the sound shield. It's, it, it, yeah. <laughs> it's all about the Boeing. Uh, <laughs> I should point out that so the, the Toledo Symphony has a history of doing a side by side concert with the TSYO every year, uh, which I think is an extraordinary part of our season and a really great concert to attend to literally see the um, the mentorship and the, the the exchange of ideas from professional to student on stage and in a concert. This is the first time, however, that I, I'm aware of that the TSYO has joined the symphony for a Masterworks concert at the Peristyle. So one oh, of our series great. performances uh, will we'll have this hugely augmented uh, orchestra of professionals and students. And it's really symbolic to see that and uh, to, to see some of this music be played in, in that, that setting. Yeah, it, it's an exciting program of music, too, and I want to talk about that. Uh, a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about the the music on the program. Again, it's happening uh, the 16th and 17th of November at the uh, Peristyle, 8 o'clock p.m. More information, as always, at ToledoSymphony.com. Now, you've got four different works on here. The Youth Symphony is playing with two of them, right? Can you tell me what those are? Sure. So the entire program was really inspired by Alain Trudel wanting to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. And so he chose to put together a concert about heroes and really to explore the concept of heroism in so many different ways. The first two pieces, which the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra will be joining us with, um, will be the Battle Hymn of the Republic and John Williams' Summon the Heroes. Yeah. Battle Hymn of the Republic, not singing, right? Just an orchestral version? No, I wish we could sing it. That's one of my favorite patriotic pieces. You're on the violin. You can sing all you want. (laughs) It's actually pretty difficult to sing and play at the same time. Okay, but some of the lines are like so moving in Battle Hymn of the Republic. Like... uh, as he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. Like, in terms of yeah. a Civil War song, yeah. that's something yeah. really moving. I, I, I get a feeling the stress balls are going to start flying <laughs> in a minute here. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's something really interesting that Alain Trudel is a great student of history. So mm-hmm. he said, we have to do this right around Veterans Day. And what we know is Veterans Day was originally Armistice Day. And we are now celebrating the 100th one of those Armistice slash Veterans Day uh, on the 11th of November. So the concert really being, you know, this weekend is, you know, looking looking to 100 years of honoring heroism from uh, the World War I perspective. But with the case of Battle Hymn of the Republic, you know, you can go into previous wars and anthems uh, with John Williams. You know, here's something that's, um, you know, heroism of a, of a different kind. Uh, honestly, we probably associate yeah. that more with the Olympics now than anything else. <laughs> um, the pieces on the second half have other heroic uh, connotations. Uh, you know, Cymbalon was a, a Cold War piece, um, and then Hero's Life was, uh, you know, kind of an autobiographical <laughs> sketch by Strauss, where he's yeah. the hero. But, uh, you know, definitely going through, you know, the, the triumph and terrors of, of heroism. It's just a great way to um, to use music to, to tell that story. And, you know, this is really a, a program that Trudell had come up with, and I, I think it's a brilliant one. Well, you mentioned that tone poem, Symbolon, by uh, Ellen Tate and it's an interesting uh, piece. I, I looked up what that word actually means, and uh, Google said that it was an object representing an agreement or an identification mm-hmm. of something. So I'm thinking this is like a musical version of a, an NPR tote bag, wouldn't you say? Well, it's <laughs> actually a little bit more specific. I think it's actually a piece of pottery that was broken. Okay, into... we're going to have to cut that part now. <laughs> oh. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an because NPR umbrella. Because you were correcting me. We have to cut all the parts where you're correcting it's me. It's an NPR umbrella yeah. that's given as a pledge gift that you divide in two. Made out of pottery. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I have no idea what the thread was. We'll have to pick that yeah. up again. No, that was good. We're going to totally keep that in. I enjoyed that. <laughs> So the but you know the the Zwillich pieces you know Alain really wants to have uh, contemporary music and music by female composers and you know this is one that fits the hero's theme very nicely and that mm-hmm. you know as uh, the Cold War was ending uh, this piece premiered I know it was a New York Philharmonic Commission I want to say it is yeah and uh, and it was pr- premiered I think on their tour in Europe if I'm not mistaken it was actually premiered in Moscow and I think that that was the idea she knew that this was going to be part of this huge conciliatory gesture mm-hmm. and so this is this the composer you yes mean. Yeah. so because of that the she chose to refer to that um, piece of pottery in the title that sort of where you break this it's almost like a wishbone or something where you kind of each take take a half and yeah. Then, yeah. Now, Shreyas, who, who is your favorite superhero? And it doesn't have to be like, you know, Marvel Comics or whatever. I mean, uh, historically, it's been Batman for me. But re- more recently, I've been getting into Superman comics. I do read comic yeah. books. So. I'm a little worried now because, uh, you know, I put together this superhero quiz thinking that, of course, w- we all, you know, are not going to know and the little trivia about superheroes. But then Shreyas is in the room and... Creswell, do you actually put this together to to stump us then? Is that what you're yeah, admitting? Yeah. <laughs> so this is like not my job. It's a it's well, a quiz about something we're intended to know nothing about. I, I basically choose questions based on whether I would know the answer or not. So <laughs> in a way, it's my compliment to you. Right? I'm, I'm assuming that you're as dumb as I am. Are you saying failure is more compelling radio than success? <laughs> well, it's yeah. funnier at least. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> You are never invited back. <laughs> he just he's said gonna, he listens. Yeah, he's no, definitely he's invited back. He's good. I think yeah. I might be the only under eighteen year old who listened. Under sixty five year old, maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh, first, of all, first of all, young man, <laughs> we oh. are not that old. <laughs> okay, okay, we're gonna cut that part. No. <laughs> By the time we're done cutting out all the parts, the objectionable parts, we'll have you know. <laughs> that'll be it. That'll be it. And it's only because my car doesn't have like Bluetooth or anything like that. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so because of your lack of technology, you're, yeah. you've, you're stuck in the Stone Age with NPR. That's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I hope that doesn't go on the air because, you know, that would be the sort of thing you would hate to have run during Pledge Week. Yeah. Well, I'll Welcome be sure to the this Stone doesn't Age. air during yeah. Pledge Week. <laughs> hey, there's something to be said for the Stone Age, right? I like the Stone Age. Yeah, okay. Well, this is a good plug for the WGTE app, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you can go get us on the app. You, I do have what to do say. You have, it works without Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool app, though. It, it's it's really well designed, and Symphony Lab shows up as uh, the top right podcast the top, yeah. on the radio page. Yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into the superhero quiz, right? This is just a, yeah, the concert is just a point of departure for the superhero quiz that I have arranged for us. Here's a little background music. Okay. It's Eight like, different questions It's so here. close to John Williams, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a, like a ripoff right. of... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a generic like remake. It's like one note off. No, yeah. It's not a ripoff. It's an homage. <laughs> right? You didn't homage. ask us who our uh, favorite superheroes were, Brad. Because he I'm doesn't care. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I want you all to think about what your superhero name would be. 
I got it. We'll get back to that at the end, okay? So question number one. The Incredible Hulk was supposed to originally be this color instead of green. Is it purple, gray, no color, or none of the above? I'm pretty sure it's gray. I'm not sure. (laughs) How did you know that? I read... Uh, well, he first appeared in an issue of Wolverine. I th- no, no, no. Wolverine first appeared in an issue of the Hulk. Never mind. I mixed that up. If but. he was no color, would not Would he be invisible? He would just be an outline. Yeah. 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 Well, like but, the invisible man or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah, but he was gray, and I don't know why. But Colorists were very expensive back then. <laughs> okay, here's a Batman question. You, you should get this. Which of these was not a villain on the Adam West Batman TV series? Miss Minerva, The Puzzler, Lola Gina Brigida, or all of the above, meaning none of them were. Well, I I think none of the above, but I haven't seen the 66 Batman show in a long time. Yeah, not since 66, right? <laughs> <laughs> when you were negative 40 or something. Actually, like that. Trace has had a lot of trouble on the family. No. Uh, anybody else want to take He's a guess? He's just barely under 65. Miss <laughs> Minerva. What were the other two? Miss Minerva, the, the puzzler, puzzler, Lola Gino Brigida. I don't think any of these were. I think it's a stumper because a puzzler sounds too much like the Riddler, the Riddler and yeah. I know how you work, Brad Cresswell. Yeah. No, you don't because the first two were actual villains <laughs> on Batman. Wow. Really? Miss Minerva was played by Zsa Zsa Gabor and the puzzler was played by Maurice Evans. I just made up Lola Gina Brigida, right? It sounded sounded like it might be real. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay, well, I got that one. Again, okay. you vexed me, Brad. That's a wash. Nobody gets that. <laughs> now, which actor besides... Oh, let's get the music back. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> which actor besides Frank Gorshin also played the Riddler on the Adam West Batman show? Is it John Aston, Paul Lind, <laughs> Paul Williams, or all of the above? Which actor also played the Riddler for one season? Paul Williams? Yeah, I don't know any the, of these guys. I knew Frank Gershon. Pa- Paul, no. Paul Lind, I would say, would be well, my guess. Paul Williams, you know, the well, he's a composer. He wrote, yeah. like, all the Muppet songs and things like oh, that. He's he, got to have been the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's got it yet. I'll go well, for all of the above. No. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> that leaves Trace. A. Yeah, I, I'm going for A. <laughs> John Aston. John Aston played the Riddler during the second season. Frank Gorshin sat out because of a salary. Dispute. So wait just a second. We have had. We're having a superhero quiz. You have chosen everything from the 1966 Batman series, mm-hmm. and you're wondering why you're under 65 <laughs> demographics. <laughs> hey, you know, I didn't think you would know it. Okay. Question number four. Before he came up with Spider-Man, Stan Lee considered which of these superheroes first? He was inspired, by the way, to create these superheroes by watching a fly walk up a wall. Okay? So is it... fly. Is it it Praying Mantis Man? Is it Mosquito Man? Is it Moth Man? Or all of the above? Moth Man exists. Yeah, Moth Man. No, well... Killer well, Moth is a villain in DC Comics. I don't know if Mothman is actually okay. a thing outside of like SpongeBob. Isn't there but a this Mothra? is Stan Lee, so we're talking Marvel comics, yeah, right? Yeah, so I don't think Mothman. This is like East Side, West Side that we have going on. There was a uh, Mosquito Man. Yeah, there was a Mosquito Man. Is that your uh, and, answer? Well, knowing that it's my answer, it's probably wrong. So, <laughs> so no? I'm going to go with Praying <laughs> so Mantis, Mantis Man. Mantis Man, right? Yeah. 
You're going. Which one are you going with? I'm Mosquito Man. Yeah, you win. <laughs> hey, I think that's the first point I've gotten Mosquito in five Man. shows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. Which of the following is an actual DC Comics hero from the 1960s? Is it Bouncing Boy? Bouncing Boy's real. That's a superhero <laughs> who inflates and bounces around. Who are you? <laughs> is it is it Duplicate Damsel? Or triplicate girl, or all of the above. Wait, duplicate damsel and triplicate girl? <laughs> yeah, say that ten times. I fast. feel like duplicate damsel is real, but I don't know the last two. So. Duplicate damsel, so you said I think, bouncing is, ball is real. B- bouncing boy, bouncing boy, boy is real. Bouncing boy is real. Is he bouncing? DC? Okay, yes. the answer is all of the above. Bouncing boy uh, is real. Wow. Duplicate damsel is what they call triplicate girl after one of her triplicates got killed. Okay, that's so. a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Duplicate Damsel reminds me of the two twins in The Shining, so yeah. I thought you were going in that direction. Well, I just wonder what the conversation was with the editors. They're like, Triplicate Girl, what are we gonna? What can we do? Well, there's three of them. Let's kill one, and then we can call them Duplicate Damsel. I think that's and keep one of the, the only superhero deaths that has, that has actually stuck. Because that's no right. one they didn't cares come back about the yeah. Triplicate Girl or whatever. But you've got it's to also see, such I mean, a, a word of the time, right? Yeah. Ah, I'm going to get this in Triplicate. <laughs> I love Bouncing Boy, though, because it gives me hope that, you know, I, there's my superhero spirit animal right there. <laughs> bouncing Boy. He inflates and bounces around and, like, basically smashes people. Right? That's how it works. Knocking over buildings in a single roll. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. It's a crest bomb. Here we go. Which one of these is not a form of kryptonite? Silver kryptonite, which gets Superman stoned. <laughs> Okay, well, pink. That's Canadian kryptonite, isn't it? (laughs) Silver kryptonite gets Superman stone. Pink kryptonite turns Superman gay. Purple kryptonite gives Superman amnesia, or all of the above, meaning none of them. Which which one of those is not? I feel like none of. Okay, I'm going to go for all of the above or incorrect. Yeah, I feel like all the above incorrect. No, that's not right. One of one of them is actually not. A kryptonite, and the other two are kryptonites. So what? Silver gives Superman stone. Pink turns him gay. Purple gives him amnesia. I'm Which going one to go is? for pink. No, that's a real kryptonite. What? <laughs> yeah. Look it up. Pink kryptonite turns Superman gay. Wow. This yeah. is what radio sounds like when four jaws have dropped. I mean, well... But I'm, obviously, that's not like uh, you know an in- inhibition, so to speak, for him to turn gay. It's like, oh well, he still has superpowers. He still knows right from wrong, right? So, what's left? Silver. Oh my God! Superman you're right. Stoned. Pink kryptonite is real, and it's not even that or, old. See, he just looked it up. He can't get Bluetooth, but he's got his phone here to look everything up. It was already loaded to truths about Superman or purple kryptonite. I'm going to go cheat. for uh, Shreyas. Don't hey, betray us. I already us. gave my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Silver Kryptonite because as the Canadian on the show, you know, anybody getting else, Superman stone. Anybody else have a choice? Uh, what's that? Uh, purple, purple Amnesia? It's purple. It's purple. Yeah. purple Kryptonite is not real. I feel like that's the most plausible one, I know. I wouldn't thought. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Well, there are, actually, if you put three different Kryptonites together, I think it's green and red and blue. And there's black Kryptonite as well. Yeah. Right but all three of those together 
give him amnesia. Weren't um, it wasn't kryptonite green? Do I have this in my head? Is yeah, it's originally like glowing well, green thing. Yes, kryptonite yeah. is actually originally from the Superman radio show. It's not from the comic books. So because the actor on the Superman radio show, he wanted a vacation. So they just had someone else come on with like a hoarse voice when Superman was sick. It would say, "Oh, it was kryptonite that got Superman sick." So the more you know. Wow. <laughs> I love amazing. how Shreyas was like, I'm into Batman, but I just started looking at Superman, and we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you know, when you asked Shreyas to be with us, did you know about this hidden talent of his, this knowledge? It's not a hidden talent. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Just a couple of questions left. Who is the only person here in this room who is actually part of the Marvel Universe? Wait, What? Merwin. <laughs> oh, Merwin. Oh, he's, he's in the Avengers. Merwin. Right. He's in the Avengers. Merwin is a violinist somewhere in the Marvel Universe. Marvel Cinematic at the, Universe. Where, right. Well, you, you because you were in the movie The Avengers, right? A long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Give us the 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 short story on that. The short story, because you obviously know the long one. We've only got a few <laughs> minutes left. <laughs> Sorry. I got an email. Um, uh, from a casting director saying, hey, would you like to be part of the Avengers? And I was like, I asked Kimberly, um, my wife, and and should I do this? The pay's not all that great. And, you know, who wants to be part of a British spy series? <laughs> <laughs> because at that point you thought, you, it'll never go anywhere. I just never thought that. You, the you brought action, your derby and your umbrella. And, and then Kimberly basically over email <laughs> convinced me with many exclamation marks <laughs> to to take this gig and that this would be the biggest event of the summer yeah and i was like I- I- in cleveland <laughs> are you sure and she's like no they're filming in cleveland it, it, they're making cleveland new york and i was like oh wow okay. they actually made cleveland germany though <laughs> oh yes you're right yeah i totally forgot um so yes but that's See. the <laughs> it was a late night it was a 15 hour shoot <laughs> i yeah. forgot a lot of things did you actually play on the set or how did that yes. work um well we are actually the attractive body doubles for the Vermeer Quartet. Oh. <laughs> um, well, I don't think they're going to like that characterization. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Joss Whedon, the director, actually was very um, invested in having the playing look realistic. So he had us bring bows that were... Like, Made of kryptonite. Yeah, that were, were they, not were they wrong universe or purple? <laughs> that, were bo- that were both rosin so that we could play into the into the soundstage and as well bows with no rosin at all so we could you know try to play along with the music to see which would actually fit better mm. oh interesting and, yeah so we actually invested a decent so the music was pre-recorded it. before yes. you filmed yeah i've always wondered how that works sometimes if they do the soundtrack first and then try to you know match the soundtrack the or... vermeer quartet was not basing their interpretation on us <laughs> no <laughs> usually it's after the effect yeah yeah no, they should have, crazy. though. Yeah, they, they really should have. have. We did a great Shreyas, job. Shreyas, did you know that your teacher was part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? He has a universe? poster in his office of <laughs> the Avengers. So oh, more Merwin so. stories. I like this. <laughs> One last question. If Merwin were a superhero, his name would be, is it A, the Red Violin? Is it B, <laughs> Merwin the Magnificent? Or is it C, the Fiddler? Well, it's Actually, definitely not Merwin the Magnificent. So. No, it's not Canadian enough. I would say oh. the Fiddler. The Actually, Rachel gave me a superhero shirt, and mm-hmm. it's the right one. Really? I, I was going to, yeah, give you another option. Uh, secret Asian man. Oh, yeah. Right? That's, that's Well, there does need to be more Asian superheroes, so. <laughs> secret Asian <laughs> totally. man. Totally. Asian name. superheroes. Yeah. Now, between Shreyas and Merwin, who would be the superhero and who would be the sidekick? 
Yeah. I think we would each see each other as villains. Oh. <laughs> it, would, it, it would be an antagonistic relationship. Especially if you well, keep throwing things at him. Really. You know, the Man, Fiddler you... was an actual villain in the comics. Seriously? The Fiddler. Yeah. You know what wow. his alter ego name was? Isaac Bowen, B-O-W-I-N. Oh, my <laughs> God. wonderful. <laughs> now we have a new name to call Merwin. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, the Fiddler. I can I like see the, epi- the, the final episode, the Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> and you're shooting lightning bolts yeah. out of your bow at, at people. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> wonderful. Okay, well, before we go, I, I know Zach is itching to tell us a little bit about A Hero's Life, the, the Strauss piece that ends the program, because as you told me, Zach, you haven't done it in quite a while here at the symphony. Um, let me pull up some music for you. There we go. Now let's get the Hero's Life rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's ready to go. This go is on. my walk-up music from I, yeah. last time. <laughs> I, uh, I I did not have anything prepared about Hero's Life. I just wanted to have a quick uh, discussion about it. So I think you set me up to fail there, Brad. No, no, no. Hey, that's you know that's what he I can, do. He didn't set you up to fail. This is success music. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, this is a it's it's a famously difficult piece of music to play. Uh, musicians all speak of it in the sense of oh, Hero's Life. Oh, Heldenleben. Uh, which is oh, oh. <laughs> wow that, that's something that the fiddler great. said the fiddler yeah I'll get Heldenleben. you Batman <laughs> Heldenleben holy Heldenleben <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but 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 I mean Strauss's music was known for being extraordinarily complex and long-winded, uh, rich melodies, great strings writing. Uh, but Merwin, since you're preparing this piece, I mean, why why is this a, a, a feared a feared piece? Why is it in a performance? And he more passes frequently? to Merwin. Let's hear it, Merwin. <laughs> Well, it's incredibly intricate. And I think one of the things that's really tricky is even though there's a lot of players on stage, um, they're each playing not quite individual parts, but he basically divides each um, violin section further into eight different parts. So you're always exposed in some way. And I think that combination of extraordinarily difficult writing and the fact that it's still exposed and incredibly important is what makes it even more scary than any of the other Strauss tone poems but it feels I think you mentioned that it was long-winded and it doesn't feel like that at all to me it feels like long stringed (laughs) (laughs) that also is something the fiddler would say yeah maybe I'm the fiddler you can be bouncing boy I'll give you bouncing boy I'll take the fiddler Because I don't actually need to play the violin. I just need the bow and, like, you know, shoot lightning bolts. Yeah, but if you don't do it well enough, Merman's going to throw things at you. In yeah. a secret Asian right. man. <laughs> secret Asian man. He's got, like, you know, little stress stars that he throws at people. So I think one of the things that Strauss does is he really personifies the instruments of the orchestra as well. He um, puts um, the concertmaster's position, um, in this case, Kirk Toth, plays his wife. Um, there and the I need I need <laughs> wait what <laughs> hang on a second let me help you out here just like cross dress on there the we stage go. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is another one of those parts we're not going to cut <laughs> Merwin's just done he's uh, done. he's taken off his headphones and he's walking out of the studio um, 
different different uh, instruments do play different roles. I mean, it's it, as a tone poem goes, this is I think the most storytelling that that Strauss gets to, um, because you know you have you have the hero, he, he has, you have the hero conquering his adversaries, and you can hear that in the music. You can have the hero uh, in his passions and, and and falling in love, and you can hear that in the music. Um, I mean, it, it is I mean many movements that each tell a story of the hero's life, and at the end, it's it's the hero's retirement and resignation into the world or something like that, yeah. which is just fantastic and gorgeous music, but it is what the hero deserves after all of the toil that's preceded it. Well, the concert again is this weekend, Friday and Saturday, 8 o'clock p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris Style, Elaine Trudeau conducting members of the Toledo Symphony Youth Orchestra along with the TSO. More information at ToledoSymphony.com or at 419-246-8000. I want to thank my guests today, Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, Rachel Zeithamel, and a big thank you to Shreyas Banerjee, this program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of Toledo Symphony Lab as a podcast by going to our website. That's wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I'm Brad Cresswell, and this has been Toledo Symphony Lab on FM 91.